Hey everyone, and welcome to DarkCast Interviews. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. DCI is a long-form interview podcast where we talk to game creators about new and upcoming video games, as well as who they are and what they do behind the scenes. This episode is a little bit different in that it was actually recorded a couple of months ago, right on the precipice of the madness that is Game of the Year times, and unfortunately, it got lost in the noise, uh, which is a terrible sadness because I had a fantastic time talking to Meg Summers and Anthony Wood about their latest game, Damsel. Uh, Damsel is a 2D action platformer where you play as the titular character who is a secret agent taking out vampires with a crystallized, light-infused gun. Uh, and it just sounds really fantastic. The game is currently out on PC and is hopefully coming to consoles here in the near future. For more information about the game, check out the links in the show notes to this episode, and be sure to check out darkstation.com, where you can find the original Darkcast, as well as video game reviews, previews, and features. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com, find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcast at darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. Welcome everybody to the Darkcast. Uh, we have an exciting episode here for you today. We have not one but two people to talk to: Anthony Wood and Meg Summers. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. How are you? Going well. Doing, I'm doing great. Today we are here to to talk about the video game uh, Damsel, which recently came out on Steam. Uh, but before we get into that, I would like to talk a little bit about uh, who you guys are and what you do at the studio. Yes, so hi, I'm Meg Summers. I, well, officially my my job title, I guess, is producer and lead QA, but I I do all of the finances and paperwork and admin and HR and then... Um, Pretty much all the stuff that's producery for the company, um, and then for the actual game, I most of the time I spend uh, testing the game. Um, I come from a QA background, and then um, we work together to to schedule out most of the tasks and everything like that to keep the keep the game tracking. Awesome. Now, for for anybody that doesn't know, I mean. QA's obviously quality assurance, but what all is kind of involved in that side of the game making process? Wow, that's actually an awesome question. Um, so yeah, QA is a quality assurance tester. So I, I it's 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 a lot of people associate the word play with testing, but uh, I'm mm-hmm. really it, it's it's running over a series of tests to. Uh, Often that are um, some of them are set out in test plans, and some of them are, you know, you're you're exploring what the game can do, and you you find something, and then you've got to go back and figure out how did you make that happen, and and what exactly it, the symptom of the bug is, so that you can send that 
over to a programmer or the artist or a designer so that you give them enough information so that they don't have to do the work finding the symptoms so they can fix the issue. So yeah, it's it, it's a it's it's like a big puzzle. I I I really enjoy that side of things. Um, it's it's uh, yeah, but it does get tedious because a lot of people uh get very excited at parties when you tell them you're a games tester until they realize that it's mm-hmm. the one game for two years over and over and over again with a little <laughs> bit extra put in every time you're playing it. So, so what is it like playing one? I mean, obviously anybody that's making a game is going to be playing their game over and over again throughout development. Uh, but I feel like with the intense purpose of finding bugs uh, for programmers to be able to squash, like, like that's that sounds like kind of a grind sometimes. What is it like playing the game over and over again? Like, looking for those little... Like trying to break yeah. the game. <laughs> it's hard with so I I I work part time on another game as well as their lead tester, and so I find it's harder with Damsel because it's it's our baby, <laughs> and so every time you're going through and the sole purpose is to find something wrong, it it it's, it it makes that grind a little bit even harder. But it's um, I find there are a little tips and tips and tricks that I use myself when I'm getting bored um, because it is just it, it's a grind um, sometimes mm-hmm. you know you I come up with things like okay I've started a new level and I've never played the game before and I've never played a game before pretend you know how would somebody like that press the buttons would they just try and run out of the environment for five minutes you know is it those kind of things can sometimes give you ideas to to sort of uh, change up the monotony but also help you find th- those bugs that can actually then affect can affect any kind of player. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, what about you, Anthony? What do you do on that? Uh, so I am, I get, uh, the, well, yeah, I'm, I'm everything else. Uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I'd be, I, I guess, the lead developer, um, the lead programmer and lead designer. Uh, I didn't do any of the art. I can't take credit for that. We had some amazing artists there. So, but yeah, I'm I'm responsible for the form of the game, uh, how it plays, and then sticking all the pieces together. Cool, very cool. Uh, I'm I'm not going to ask you to try to describe <laughs> all that because I I think we'll be here for for quite some time if if I do. No, that's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure uh, everyone but, uh, everyone that you speak to is is on my half. So uh, there's probably a a, a long history of that explanation anyway we're good <laughs> Gen- generally generally um so meg you mentioned that you you work on a uh, another game as well uh anthony do you work on any other projects in addition to dance uh, yeah i do so my side hustle is taking other people's games and porting them over to consoles um which is kind of cool i get to do that from home as well anyway so i just get an email and say make this game work on the switch um <laughs> And so, yeah, I spend the next couple of months doing that. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty cool side job. I get to work in the same tools that I work in with Damsel, and I get to work from home, so I get to play with, uh, you know, um, play in the same environment. It's pretty relaxed for me, uh, unlike Meg, who has to go into an office, you know, half the week. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, I, I feel like going into the office would actually be kind of a good thing because usually when I stay home, I don't get anything done. <laughs> so I feel like it takes. I feel it sounds super nice, but I feel like it takes a special person to be able to work. When, when you've been doing it, you get you get into it. You, there is a there is that nov the novelty of freedom um, for the first year. Um, you know where mm -hmm. where the permission to not wear pants is uh, it's the best <laughs> thing ever. But after after a year or so, it uh, it becomes a job, um, a relaxed job. But it you know you you find you find that motivation, especially if you want to eat. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah, you you find that motivation pretty quickly, and it, it settles down. And you know, I, I I admit I probably start later than most people, but I also have the luxury of finishing later than most people as well. So, mm. I do get a sleep in. That's, I'm just I'm probably just advocating the sleep in. You know. <laughs> I understand that. I, I understand that. So, uh, what did you guys do um, before working on? Damsel, uh, on the website, it lists several uh, video games that you guys have worked on before. What's some of the stuff that people might recognize from your background? Um, from our studio, you probably wouldn't recognize any of the games. We made mobile games for five or so years. Um, the biggest okay. of which was a, a fun little game called Bank Job, um, which uh, which people seem to like. It, it uh, probably didn't do the numbers that, that most people would have heard of it, so... Uh, that's cool. And then we worked on other projects with other studios as well. Megan and I both worked on um, the Hand of Fate series at Defiant Development. Um, that seems to be the one that everyone knows. And then that was sort of my um, introduction into professional game dev, but Megan had a, a bit more of a storied career, I'll let her. <laughs> um I, I was I was lucky enough to get into the industry just before um, there was a collapse here in Australia after the GFC, and we lost. We, we we had about I don't know seven or eight major international studios just in the one city. It was great. It was sort of uh, and then spread out across the rest of Australia. So I was lucky enough to start my career at Pandemic, um, and then was there when EA bought them out. And so sort of uh, went on that ride as well. Um, that, was, that was where I started out as QA. To, um, and then after that all went under, I, I worked at Chrome, which was, uh, oh, is still, but at the time was the biggest independent studio in the world, I think it got to, but definitely Australia. And then um, after that studio went down, 10 months later, I uh, worked at THQ where I was lucky enough to work on some some interesting um, sort of uh, movie tie-in titles, but it was at the time when the Wii was big, so it was an interesting time working on the, the last Airbender movie title, which they decided to only release on one console, and that was the Wii. So, yeah, interesting times over there. <laughs> uh, now, that was... Um... That was back in the day when THQ was pretty much just doing movie tie-ins, wasn't it? I mean, for a while they were kind of shilling out those types of games. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I um, yeah. I was on the last Airbender and then moved straight over to the Mega Man movie, which was movie game, which was Mega Mind. Sorry. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> There was a Mega I Man movie? Know. I never knew that. <laughs> it would have been the better movie, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, they, I think they both 
involve a, a blue person with a big head uh, with some sort of superpowers. So, I mean, okay. it's a layperson. It's probably the same <laughs> um, but that's, So, yeah, Last Airbender to Megamind. That's, uh, that doesn't sound the best. <laughs> But now, now you're getting to make your own thing, and that's that is fantastic. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty um, lucky. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> how how long have you guys been working on Damsel? Uh, it's been uh, since the initial idea. It's been four years, and um, maybe three and a half years of of solid development uh, on the game. It, it's it's had a number of iterations, as most. Uh, most indie games tend to, um, you know, try to find the right idea, trying to find the right set of mechanics. Um, so in its current form, probably two years, uh, but three and a half, four years uh, total, sort of sitting in that project, thinking about the game. What all kind of uh, revisions have there been? Like, is is the game similar to what you originally set out to make? So um, it started much more literary. Uh, we wanted to... Um, you know, tell tell a bit of a, a an alternate Dracula history. Um, uh, mechanically, it was much uh, longer form, uh, more traditional, long linear levels, um, and yeah, really interjected with a with a heavy story. Um, but we realized uh, realized, and you know, after we threw it at people and got their thoughts, um, that it was a bit of a crowded market we were trying to get into there. So that's where we reshaped it into this uh, much faster-paced, arena-based arcade-style game. Um, it, the, the, those mechanics were a little bit more interesting to me uh, anyway, so you know, I, I got really interested into that second-to-second gameplay and, and how we can optimize for that. Um, and so Damsel was the product of that, and it, it, it's now it's kind of unique, which is a blessing and a curse. Um, and so... Yeah, it, it went from a long, more long form to this short, quick, uh, where the story is there for a little bit of color to make it, you know, a little bit more interesting. But it's not, it's not a story-driven game. Um, it's, it's definitely about the mechanics and jumping in and playing. Very cool. Well, so um, for people that don't know what the game is, kind of what is the the setup and what is, uh, what is Damsel? So, uh, yeah, so uh, it is an arcade platformer. Um, it's it's very much it's a, it's super fast paced. You get thrown into an arena uh, with an objective to complete, and and completing that objective obviously finishes the mission. But then there's heaps of optional stuff as well. So you might go in with uh, an objective of rescuing all of the hostages which are tied up around the level. But on the way, there'll be little time bombs and servers to hack, uh, and obviously enemies to kill. And then we reward you for finding that perfect line through the level. Um, they're not linear, they're arenas, so you can go anywhere, but there is a path that you can take which is most optimal, um, which allows for the most combos, which allows for the best sort of style points. You know, instead of shooting a vampire, just front on, get above them and shoot down, and you'll uh, try and get a combo like that. Um, yeah, we reward finding that path through. So we, yeah, you you want to maximize your score. So it's a it it it's fun and arcadey, but also that puzzle solving, you know, cerebral. Uh, if you, if you want to get into it, you can you can ignore all of that and just run around and have a bit of fun. But there is that second layer um, that involves planning and and yeah, that puzzle element where you have to really think about it. Um, 
it, it's a game that you play over and over again. It's designed to be something that you maximize. Um, once again, you can ignore that and just have a, a run through once. But if you want to find that extra value and that extra bit of challenge, it is something where you can sit down. You can almost draw out the maps on a piece of paper and, and, and figure out the flow. Um, and we think that there's a little bit of fun in that. Uh, and people have said that there's a little bit of fun in that as well. So I think we've, we've hit something there. Sure, sure. Now, now, what's the setup of the game? Uh, who is Damsel, and why is she shooting so many vampires? <laughs> so, when we were creating the character, there was there was a number of things um, that there was a lot of people talking about um, women in games. But then we also wanted to go back to the games that we played growing up, and so two games that really stood out to us are Commander Keen and Duke Nukem, and those names are they're, they're a little satirical, especially Duke Nukem. It, it, it's it's you, it, we wanted to to bring a, a whimsy that came with that as well. And but so so calling her damsel was really as far as we wanted to push the damsel in distress kind of thing. So she ends up just being a, 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 a female secret agent who's going around the world uh, trying to unravel a conspiracy that's happening, and we, we sort of interject that with this um, nice sort of whimsical feel with the characters talking in, a, in, the, um, in the comic series. Yeah, so Damsel works for the Department of Sanguinarian Affairs, and that's the government agency responsible or keeping the vampire population <laughs> in check. Um, you know, in, in this world, vampires and humans, they coexist. It's a fragile coexistence, but it's, it's, it's there, and there are rules in place, and, and Damsel is, uh, is charged with enforcing those rules. Uh, it looks like a vampire company known as the Red Mist Beverage Corporation. Um, what they do is they provide a blood surrogate for the vampires because it's illegal in this world to drink human blood. Um, but it looks like they're toying with a special ingredient. We won't give it away, uh, but people are going missing if you want to but connect it, those dots. But it might, it, it, might be, it might be blood. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Damsel's been sent in to figure out what's going on with the people and put a stop to it. But it doesn't end there. We learn that the blood has a bit of an effect on Damsel as well. Uh, and so we get to explore what's going on with, uh, with Damsel's relationship to the blood. Uh, and maybe it's it's more than it seems. She's not a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was going to say, so Damsel's a vampire herself, so we've got like a blade thing going on, vampire on vampire, but no. Okay, so no yeah, it was, it was super cool. important. It's a Buffy thing. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it was super important. <laughs> not blade, it's a, a Buffy. Um, a human being, you know, we wanted that connection with the player. Um, we didn't want to make her supernatural. Um, it, it, you know, when you're playing a game like this, you very much put your... Put you, it, it's impossible not to put you, uh, your own sh- feet in her shoes, I guess. So we wanted her to be as, as human as possible um, so you could sort of just forget about the rest of that stuff. And, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's probably the reason why she has to be human. Okay. Now, um, on your website, it talks about how there's, this, there's the multinational corporation that makes Red Mist, and it says that it employs all of the vampires. 
So can we just talk about the achievement of one company being able to like employ an entire race of beings? Like that's impressive. Yeah. I, like, so it's that. Uh, I. <laughs> it's uh, you gotta think of it more like um, like how how Coca Cola owns everything. You know, um, there's lots of there's lots of subsidiaries around the planet. Uh, uh, there are. How oh, why'd you have to go and make it more realistic? That's that's not interesting. <laughs> uh, but they, they, there is a there is a psychic connection between all these vampires as well. There's a hierarchy there, uh, and there's also like this mob, uh, this mob uh, loyalty as well. Vampires tend to be very familial, uh, so you know once you get turned, if you if you get turned, it's also illegal in this world. You sort of pledge allegiance to the family. Um, so there's uh, yeah, they, the vampires stick together. <laughs> so they're kind of the mafia too okay. yeah well you know we're trying to That's draw <laughs> those parallels from all of those uh all those bigger organizations that have that um that have that thing in them that might make them evil you know <laughs> big groups of people gotcha. getting together uh is sometimes a questionable idea so we're we're trying to explore that sure 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 uh, now, so you mentioned that uh, the drink has some sort of effect on Damsel. Is that a um, just a story-based kind of thing that it has an effect on her, or are we getting new abilities? Is there any sort of RPG mechanics that you're you're leveling things up, or what, how does Red Mist affect? Damsel? So uh, on the surface, yeah, mechanically, Red Mist is is our um, or the blood is our is our health mechanic. Uh, um, so Engaging with the blood gives you more health around each level. Uh, she doesn't level up across the game. We don't. We don't upgrade weapons. The idea is that you get given a, a set of tools and you master those tools. Um, but but mm-hmm. interacting with different things in the level, um, yeah. Especially like you, there'll, there'll be like blood barrels scattered throughout a mission. Shooting those barrels is going to increase damsel's health, but it'll also increase the health of the vampires around them around, around the barrel. Um, and then sometimes as well, an, an enemy might, you know, spawn in to, to challenge you if you take out that blood barrel. So it's, um, it, it, it is, yeah, it's connected mechanically because it increases her health. It creates that sort of psychic link between damsel and the vampires as well, because they're all drinking from the same blood. Um, so yeah. And then we jump into the story and, and we sort of explore that a little bit as well, but that's later in the game. So I won't give it away. <laughs> Sure, sure. Absolutely. Uh, so what's... Uh, you mentioned that you kind of have a, a general objective that you you know, are, are saving a hostage or uh, you're disabling a bomb or something like that, but then you've got other kind of mini-objectives along the way. But what's, what's kind of your core gameplay loop? Like, what are you doing moment to moment in day? It's... Uh, that, that core loop will uh, be a mixture of two things. It's collecting uh, these skulls that litter each um, each mission. You want to collect uh, a skull and then collect the next skull before a, before a timer runs out. That sort of boosts your multiplier. Um, so it's very much finding that path and collecting the skulls. And then that multiplier um, works in, in combination with all the other things that you do, mostly shooting, vampires in the face um but it's a yeah it's about that it's very um it's a sort of very tactical game you're getting in nice and close with the vampires and you'll take three or four out and you're you've got to 
manage that crowd um, and, and be aware of the three or four vampires that are on screen with you at the same time, um, while also thinking about getting to that next skull to keep that combo alive, um, but knowing that that, that combo is going to work into to how you take out the vampire as well. So we sort of split your focus there. That minute-to-minute gameplay is collect a couple of skulls, take out a couple of enemies, and then get to the next skulls before your combo runs out. Okay. So are are the skulls just littered throughout, or is it kind of like a... Uh, confirm kill sort of thing where you when you kill an enemy you pick up. Uh, so there are well yeah skulls are are, are littered throughout and you can then also um, farm okay. enemies for skulls as well. So we have this dash mechanic dash gotcha. dash uh, dash damsel <laughs> damsel can dash. Um, and so as you build that skull <laughs> combo up, what you do is you dash through each enemy, and it will prime them essentially with a number of um, skulls that you'll get when you kill the enemy. So you know. Uh, keeping that combo up and then dashing through them um, will will release more skulls as well, which is sort of a positive feedback loop there. Um, and, and dashing also weakens an enemy. So later on, when we get bigger guys with five or six hit points, you know, you dash through them and you'll 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 have uh, you'll have their health um, just with the power of the skulls. <laughs> nice. So as your combo increases, your it- it's not just affecting your points, but it's also like affecting your damage value on your, your exactly. Yep, yep. So yeah, not the score, but yeah, there's okay. that mechanical thing as well. So you definitely need it later on. Um, it's a it's a shortcut essentially because you weaken those enemies. Um, it means you get to those next skulls quicker. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to take out some of those enemies if you didn't dash through them um, because it would just take too long to shoot them. Um, but 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 dashing through them weakens them enough that it's one or two shots. Uh, and it feels like an easier enemy, but you certainly have put in the work to get there. Sure. That's really cool. Uh, now, it seems like just watching you know, the trailers and looking at the, um, the images of the game that there's a lot of maneuverability and acrobatics going on in the game. Uh, what, what kind of like moves... Can you pull off in the game? Uh, so, yeah, damsel jumps, double jumps, wall jumps, dashes. Uh, she moves quite fast as well already through the level. Um, she also ledge hangs, uh, and you can shoot and attack from all of those positions as well. Um, yeah, and she'll also – there's uh, little mini-games. There's a couple of little mini-games, rescuing hostages and defusing bombs where you, where you have to jump in and, um, you know, cut a rope open or cut some wires on the bomb – and that whole time as well, you're vulnerable to attack from vampires and you can still attack them. Uh, so you, mentally, you've got two things going on there as one, uh, at once. So you can clear out the area and then just focus on, on the little games. Um, but yeah, you can still move and, and, and yeah, still engage with the world while that's going on too. Very cool. Now, you've got your, um, your gun, uh, which that's got an interesting name. Can you talk a little bit about the gun and then any other weapons that you get uh, throughout? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, so you don't get any extra weapons, but that's okay because you have uh, Damsel's Ultraviolet Shotgun, which they call Ra, um, uh, after the Sun God, of course. <laughs> uh, because because vampires and sunlight don't mix, this shotgun shoots out crystalline UV, uh, and when it hits the vampires, it, it sends them into flames. Uh, and the and the gun is constantly recharging your ammo, so you have infinite ammo, but you can't just spam it. You uh, the 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 bullets are, are continually regenerating. They regenerate pretty fast, 
Um, but you sort of get three shots before you have to regenerate. Um, but yeah, so that's that, that's that gun constantly generating new UV crystals, <laughs> uh, which is something that we thought. That's, yeah. I, I like that. It's, it's not just hard light. It's crystallized <laughs> right. UV. I, I, I like that. That's <laughs> what that, what that means practically. I'm not sure we know, but it, it sounds really good. I, I, it doesn't matter. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what kind of vampires are we going to be facing uh, throughout uh, our time facing vampires? <laughs> that that didn't sound right, but you know. Yeah, what I mean. so you'll uh, it's a it's a series, I guess, of uh, corporate vampires. Uh, they're not too bright, um, but they are pretty brutal. Um, there, there's no sort of crazy six-legged you know, vampire monster things. They're all, they're all, uh, grounded in this world. Uh, and there'll be guys that hit you with batons and then they've got machine guns and rocket launches and, you know, electric rays that'll stun your gun for five seconds. Uh, big hulking charges that are, you know, they won't kill you, but they'll knock you around. And there's plenty of, um, uh, hazards in the levels like spikes and, and laser beams that you'll get knocked into. Um, then we've got our floating executives, and they shoot balls of plasma, uh, and they'll fly around uh, a little space defending it, um, and they're a little bit harder to take out, especially to dash through, because you have to jump up and, and try and get them like that. Um, then we've got the Black Widows, which are spiders that crawl on, on ceilings and then drop down from their web um, and try and take you out like that. Um, and then all of those enemies sort of have a, a second tier on top of them as well, where we've we've changed up how their mechanics work. They have regenerating health. They're a little bit uh, they're a little bit stronger. They shoot a little bit quicker. So between all of them, I think there's about 15 different uh, enemy types in the game. Very cool. Now, are you facing those kind of beefed up versions of the enemies, just in addition to the normal version, or is that for like? going back and trying to get a higher score in the level, you can make it harder, have some kind of modifier. So we, um, the, the enemies just, uh, we introduced the, the second tier, uh, as you progress through the game, it's not like a switch out later on, but we are, we do have, um, we do have those gameplay modifiers in there. Um, if you want the game a little bit harder, we've got hothead mode and, what happens there is that skull combo becomes super important, and if you lose the combo, it's an instant mission failure, um, which is it can get quite distressing. Um, and then on the other side, we've got the chill-out mode where you can't die. Um, it's still difficult. You still get knocked around. Um, but if you want to focus more on, on getting that score or moving through the level, it removes some of the frustration there. Sure. That sounds that sounds really good. Uh, so how long? You mentioned that in the the game's original form, uh, that it was kind of much. Um, the the levels were longer and kind of more involved, and now it's much more of a like moment to moment skill based. Uh, you're jumping around, you're shooting vampires and stuff like that. How long does it generally take to get through like one level of the game? Um. So our shortest we've seen someone do is seven seconds for one of the early missions. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and later in the game, five minutes. Um, okay. So yeah, that, and it sort of spans that range. 
Yeah, so when we changed the design up from a, a longer form, we we looked at the games that we play and what we just don't get a chance to ever finish. And as we're getting older, like the idea of having a shorter form PC though, a uh, game that you can you can jump in and out of, have, have 20 minutes fun in, I think uh, really, really mm-hmm. intrigued us. Sure. Absolutely. So how long, if, if you just wanted to sit down and just kind of experience the story that is in the game, how many levels do you have? Like what, what do you have there? And then... As far as going for high scores, what are kind of our options for that? So I know that's two questions <laughs> in one. But. So currently there are 50 uh, missions in the game, um, and we have another 25 coming very soon. Um, and the 25 oh. coming are actually um, – the, the, the actual arena levels are much larger as well. Um, each chapter they do get bigger, so the time spent in each level um, – you know, the the puzzle that is happening in this arena gets much bigger for you. Um, but for the high score lovers, we've got a few different choices. Um, so we've got arcade mode, which puts you at the start of each chapter. Uh, you can choose which chapter you want to start at, and it's uh, pretty much we give you a bit of life and uh, you go through as far as you can in one go. Um and then we've also got our weekly challenge, which is our damsel dash. So we get five different levels randomly from the game every week, and it's a high score challenge for the end of that week. Who gets the highest score coming out at the end? And whoever wins every week, we're actually we have a um, a shirt that we, we our artist is designing that we're going to be giving out to the winner every week. Oh wow, that's really cool. Yeah, so there's there's quite a few options for the uh, for the high score, and then if you really just want to play through that story, if you're if you're having a a day where you're not feeling it, you can pop chill out mode on, but you don't have to. And, and then if you're you're like, nope, today I'm feeling it. I don't. I want to be able to die. You can just turn it off and keep playing your same progression. It's not like choosing easy mode or hard mode and then having to play the whole game in that in that progression. With the um, yeah, with the um, the story mode, the first two chapters probably take four to five hours to finish. Um, if you just wanted to sit down and try and beat them without trying to maximize for score or time, um, and then the third episode that we're we're, we're just finishing up now um, probably adds another four hours on top of that. Um, it's a it's a it's a much longer chapter, and then in the works, so we've got an episode four coming along as well. We're not even sure how long that takes to finish um, because we're still we're still working on it. But that'll add another couple of hours as well. Um, so yeah, you know, first time through, once all the episodes are in there, you're probably looking at a ten hour game. Um, but I wouldn't recommend sort of sitting down for ten hours and playing it in one hit. It might be a little bit. <laughs> the short nature of the levels means that it might get a little bit repetitive. It's definitely a game designed to be taken in uh, pun intended bite sized pieces. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, it's a it's a it's an ad break game or lunch break game rather than something that you would want to sit down and. I, I imagine it would get super repetitive if you tried to play it for ten hours straight. <laughs> Just like if you tried to play Pac Man for ten hours straight, that's the sort. Of, 
that's the sort of vibe it's got. It's about clearing out, uh, clearing out a, a space um, rather than getting too deep in the story. We're we're planning a Switch release later next year or early next year, um, and we think that 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 sort of super fast um, mission structure will work really well on that platform. Sure, sounds like a perfect fit for that platform. That sounds really cool. <clears throat> now, as far as the uh, the upcoming episodes that are going to be coming out, um, are those free DLC or is that going to be uh, kind of uh, no, on? yeah, all free? Um, yeah, no, 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 no DLC. We, we wanna, we're, we're thinking about different ways that we can get the game out there and monetize it, but but the episodes that we add. Um, yeah, that, they'll all be they'll all be included in the in the initial cost. We want to create a volume, I guess, of issues. There, it's that comic book. Um, it's that it's it, we, you know we're, we've got a lot of comic book influences, and we want that that uh, that collection of issues. Um, and and yeah, you get all of them in one hit. That sounds awesome. All right. Well, I think that does it for the questions that I have about Damsel. Uh, so. The way that we like to end the show is with a little questionnaire that we call the end game, and it's uh, it starts off hard and it gets harder. <laughs> um, <and it's laughs> so the first question is very straightforward, uh, but sometimes people find it very difficult, and that is, who's your favorite video game character? It can be your favorite hero, sidekick, villain, whatever. Go. Oh my goodness, so most of the games for me that I play are games where you put, so I whether they're things like Fable, where you really create mm-hmm. your own character. Uh, so sure. I, but the, the character that I guess really changed me in the way I thought about games is actually Commander King because um, he was this little kid. And for me, back then, mm-hmm. when I was playing games, it was like this little kid in space, and I've always been obsessed with space, and it was... Uh... <laughs> but really, I think for me, it's games that let me be the adventurer without really as much characterization on it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. There we go. That was that, tough. That... <laughs> It, right, it it is. But so can 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 we expect for Damsel to go to space at some point in a future oh, issue? God. I want Damsel to go to space, travel in time. So, all the uh, yeah, I love that pulp stuff. I want to get her in as many weird, wacky situations as possible. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> oh, that's what makes plenty of me. I have to answer. For me, it. Yep. You, you to, to uh, for me, it's Master Chief. Um, yeah. I know it's it's like a very vanilla answer, isn't it? It's a <laughs> that actually I don't know if anybody's ever answered with Master yeah, Chief. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. Uh, he uh, so. he appeared right at my uh, formative years, and we've spent a lot of time together. <laughs> um, so maybe it's the game, but uh, yeah, that's that's the, he'd have to be or Gordon Freeman. I like those those <laughs> shell of a protagonist. Mm. I guess. <laughs> sure. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. It, it, you, if you do a not necessarily silent character, but just kind of a, a more blank slate character, and you do it well, I think the whole idea of inserting yourself into the character can work 
really well. I think it just got so prolific that people got tired of it and wanted to, you know, have the character be their own person or, or Yeah. It's um well, yeah, we we have that whole sort of spectrum now which is kinda cool. And as tech got better That's as well, we were able to do things like the Uncharted series where you could just right. characterize everyone beautifully. So they could be mm-hmm. their own and if if there was one guy standing there being completely silent <laughs> exactly. the whole time, it'd be a little awkward. <laughs> Their producer brain was like, "Nah, we just we'll, we'll cut the VO for this one. We don't have to worry about a writer." <laughs> I just stand there staring blankly at everybody. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So next question: If you could replay any video game for the first time, uh, so it's it's. A, you get the the first time experience it again, but you don't have to worry about it aging poorly or or anything like that. Uh, but if you could re-experience a game, what would it be? Oh my god! <laughs> I told you it gets worse. And <laughs> I'll jump in. It's easy for me. Half Life Two. <laughs> okay. That, uh, that was that was yeah pivotal. I'd love to experience it again. Sure. Wow, it's going to sound really girly, but The Sims. The Sims won. Okay. I think the first time I played it was with friends, and it was the first time I ever sat down with mm-hmm. female friends and played a game, and it was just completely changed sure. my life. That's awesome. Now, flipping that on its head, if you could just forget that you played a game, what game would that be? <laughs> It, it can be a terrible game. It can be just a bad experience. Whatever the case may be, but if you could just wipe a game from existence, or at least your experience with it from existence, what would it be? For me, it is The Godfather Two. <laughs> I I got completely hooked on The Godfather One. EA completely rewrote the engine, and it was the biggest engine they'd ever built for two, and it was going to be so exciting. And it was the most buggy, painful game to play I've, I think I've ever experienced. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That's... <laughs> I never. I think I played a demo for the first one, but I never played the second one. It, it was funny. I never really expected to get into the first one. But I, I think it was just enough, just enough GTA with just enough snazzy clothing and, you know, <laughs> I, I like that era, sure. that era of, um, of time as well. That I, and I think it was also Absolutely. at the end of one of those jobs at the very beginning of my career. So I just sunk my teeth into it. And then The Godfather 2 just broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a very strong tolerance for, for bad. I, like I drop out. Like if you haven't, mm. if you haven't won me over in half an hour, I, I'm gone. I'm out. <laughs> um, so it's hard because I, uh, 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 do you, do you want the controversial answer? Oh, oh. Yes, always. Jeez, uh, I want to remove Gone Home from my memory. 
Interesting. Wow. I didn't enjoy it at all, and I want my two and a half hours back. <laughs> there you go. You know, <clears throat> I I am really glad that that game exists, uh, and I'm a big fan of um, Steve Gaynor and what Fulbright just kind of does as far as being in the world. But I, I'm gonna say I didn't really love the game either. So don't. <laughs> so yeah, bad. I'm a as a uh, as a dev, I, I have this. Um, and 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 yourself too, I'm sure, as someone who covers games, there's this uh, internal expectation that you have to experience all of them, um, or, or or at least sure. you feel bad if you're not sort of surveying the entire landscape. Whereas movies, there are you know wide swaths of movies that I just don't watch. They're not my thing. Um, so I think for me with Gone Home, it was one of those things where as a, as someone who, you know, works in games, it's something that you've got to play. But as a fan, as a game player, um, it, it's not my thing. I don't really, I don't really, oh, look at Damsel. It's super mechanic. You know, that's, I'm, I'm more drawn to that mechanical area rather than that narrative space. Um, although I do love writing stuff as well. Um, but yeah, so I think for me, that's where that tension came from as someone who, who feels an obligation to play lots of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just, uh, it wasn't for me. Gotcha. Yeah. My, one of my biggest problems with it was that the game utilizes the language of, uh, horror and both video games and, and movies where you've got a storm, you've got flickering lights, you've got creaking floors, and I constantly expected the game to take a turn for the worse. And even up to the very end, where it has an, a happy ending, I was expecting to find, like, corpses <laughs> in the attic or something. And that never... And it's not that I was disappointed that that didn't happen. It's just I felt almost, like, betrayed by the game at the end of, like, you built up this expectation. Like, you used the language of horror to tell a love story... And, like, I just don't know, I don't, like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I guess, yeah, for me, maybe, it, it certainly, it tried to tap into a very specific nostalgia. Um, mm -hmm. And I was that age when the game was set. Um, and maybe being from a different country, um, my, my, it, it didn't quite, it felt, the nostalgia felt wrong to me. It wasn't my, um, mm. it wasn't my, it wasn't your nostalgia. Wasn't yeah. It, it was like teenage. a, like a bizarro yeah. nostalgia. Like everything, everything, everything <laughs> was right, but just off a little bit. Uh, I assume because of mm. cultural differences. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I like, I, I, I didn't mind the, the mum and the dad stories, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't get into, I couldn't get into the, um, into the main story either. I just did. I never, I never connected properly with it. Fascinating. I like it. Moving on though. Uh, what is a, what is a trend in video games that you really like, whether it's, it's prolific and everywhere, or you've only seen it in one game, uh, whatever the case may be. What is, what is something in video games that you wish you could see more? Of? Wow. Uh, um. I'm very much enjoying <laughs> well, um, the trend. Like, so 
like like all things is backlash from others from all sides, but I'm very much enjoying the fact that genres are, that that the game that there are just so many different kinds of games at the moment. Uh, it and it's very much uh, if you want to play it, someone will have made something like that. Mm. And that for sure. me, like there's a <laughs> the, the, there's always in the indie scene frustrations when you know. Like we make an action game, and I I love that there are this whole trend of um and no shooting at all in games, no violence at all in games. But then there's this little bit of competition then between the non-violent and the violent of oh you know one shouldn't be there or one should. And I I really just enjoy the fact that there is something out there now for everyone. Absolutely. Games are, are big enough to have oh, all those Oh, gosh, things. yeah, and it's just going to get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be more ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I guess, like, so for me, the trend that I, I, I see emerging, um, maybe it's been around longer than I've seen it, but um, where finding a nice place um, for... for um, mechanical play. So like you look at doom, the 2016 doom and they, they, you know, they went back to those roots. So I guess it's a, it's a rehash of a bit of a trend. It's, it's much more about the gameplay um, rather than creating a, and they successfully create an atmosphere, but it's not about that. It's about that gameplay. Um, I thought the arcade mode in Far Cry five was heaps of fun. Um, And I, and I see that sort of popping up now everywhere. People aren't necessarily worried about, oh, you know, you have to tell this this deep story or you have to, you know, that's what people crave. It's like some people want that, but some people do just want to want to maximize their skill. Um, and there's there's not as much fear now. I think um, there's there's enough products on the market that we can start catering again to those those smaller groups. And I think there's a lot of people out there that just want to play play that skill it's a, you know it's it's play play with a skill bent um and maximize their abilities and things like that so i i definitely want to see more of that very cool very cool now if there was a a trend or a trope uh that you don't like and wish to see less crafting. <laughs> it's funny because i love crafting <laughs> 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 Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I think we know right. how strongly Anthony feels about that one. <laughs> I I think so. <laughs> Mine all comes behind monetization tactics. I it, it like whether it the, the the loot box thing, but then also like for me, mobile games are a completely legitimate place to game, and they're still just practices that oh you know you you pick up some new games and it's like they haven't balanced at all their monetization right and i I completely understand people needing to make money but we're in a very weird place at the moment on how people get games and things are changing a bit with subscriptions and, and you know so like the passes for the consoles but then, yeah, how some of the bigger places, yeah, are, 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 are trying to manipulate their own gameplay to not be gameplay to make sure that people can spend money. 
<laughs> it's those those of that that's probably for me a trend that when yeah when you, you manipulate something so that it's not even fun anymore just mm-hmm. to have money coming well, out of it it it's such a weird thing to see it in you know sixty dollar titles where you can go into the the in game store and there'd be a thing it's like hey this will double your experience and the money that you earn while playing the game so that you don't have to go do all this side content that we created. You can just go through the the main stories. Like, so you're telling me that you bloated the game enough <laughs> that you put in a thing that I can buy to get through your content that took somebody <laughs> a long time to make faster. Yeah, it, it, and, and, and that's yeah. Awful. <laughs> and does that mean that the person who's making it isn't being having their work respected, or is it like that they just They'll they'll accept lower work then and lower lower perfection from people in the games that are getting made. I think I think it's it's kicking itself in in the butt at the moment. Those those kind of monetization, it's it's taking away from gameplay. Sure, absolutely. All right, so the uh, second to last question um, is not actually video game related, and that is. If you could try any other profession, what would it be? Ooh. So no holes barred. Like you can you can try anything. You don't have to know anything about it. Uh no no risk. Like you can just go try anything. <laughs> I'd love to be a biologist. I'd love to try biology, okay. field research. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. What? Anything in particular? Any specific field? Oh, I I very much like animals, and it's sort of like that. Do you go water or do you go land? Hmm. <laughs> I I think I think yeah. Somewhere somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, researching a population of animals somewhere would be really fascinating. <laughs> Excellent. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm in the uh, in the science area too. I think something like I'd love to know more about. Or if you know, no holes barred, I can do whatever I want. I think I'd give astrophysics a bit of a spin. Nice, that seems fun. Yeah, you know, figuring out how the universe that's works. Uh, you know, that maybe that's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We come from Meg and I both. We met in drama school, so in theater school, so we've already got that. <laughs> You've technically done one profession before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. I think astrophysics. Isn't it funny that neither of us said acting? <laughs> Even though we both studied <laughs> for it. Like, I, I've seen that before. I, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> that's in the past. <laughs> well, excellent. All right. And the, the final question uh, is really bizarre. Uh, so at the end of your life, you find out that the afterlife is real, you get to heaven, but it's the Mushroom Kingdom. (laughs) What is the first thing you do? Oh, I'd accidentally trip on a turtle. (laughs) 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 Uh, Kick it and just watch it bounce endlessly around. I'm a pretty tall guy, so I'd probably (laughs) hit my head on a brick or something like that. (laughs) <laughs> I'd go find the race course <laughs> and do some, do some karting myself. <laughs> what track? Oh, Rainbow Road, right? That's the 
You gotta go classic <laughs> when you first get there. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, th- those are all of the questions that I have for you. Thank you guys so much for sitting down with me and chatting about Damsel. If you could let our listeners, or if you could send us out by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about the game. Uh, yeah, cool. So uh, you can find out more information about Damsel by visiting damselgame.net or searching for Damsel on Steam. And you said it will be available uh, on Switch sometime? Uh, yeah, that's our plan. So Steam now and then next year, Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. No no specific dates confirmed okay. yet because it's just me doing the work. <laughs> yeah. uh, but as we get them out, uh, and we'll get them out <laughs> as quickly as possible. But yeah, first half of next year. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys again. I uh, wish you the best as you continue development and get the other issues of the game out there and port it and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, but thanks again for chatting with me, and have a good one. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you Jonathan. so much. Bye.